The title of the sermon this morning is Mark My Words. The Gospel of Mark is a book of urgency. It doesn't waste any time. It gets right to the point. In fact, this is clear from the first verses of this gospel. Mark's gospel begins this way. The beginning of the good news or the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We're just coming off of the Christmas season and in the church we're still celebrating Christmas time. But in the gospel of Mark, there's no real Christmas story. In Mark's gospel, there's no baby Jesus There's no shepherds or wise men. Instead, in this gospel, we immediately meet John the Baptist. And John the Baptist's Baptist's whole point is to point to the ministry of Jesus. And so in Mark's gospel, John the Baptist announces, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie his sandals I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In the very next scene, Jesus arrives and is baptized, and the Spirit of God descends on him like a dove. And that Spirit immediately sends Jesus out into the wilderness where he is tested and then begins his ministry. In this gospel, the Spirit is like the wind behind Jesus' sails, sending Jesus off for adventures and on God's mission. In fact, the word spirit in Greek is pneuma, and pneuma means spirit, but it also means breath or wind. And so the wind of God's spirit is driving Jesus' teaching and ministry. And throughout this gospel, there's an urgency to it all. Today we're beginning this new series, Mark My Words. As I said, from now until Easter, we'll be walking through Mark's gospel with a special emphasis on Jesus' words. And so I want you to listen to the immediacy of Jesus' first words in Mark's gospel. This is the first thing he says. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Some have called this the theme verse in Mark's gospel because it expresses the urgency that we've been talking about. In fact, the message translation makes this abundantly clear. This is that same verse from the message version. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee preaching the message of God. Time's up. God's kingdom is here. Change your life. And believe the message. The time is fulfilled. Time's up. God's kingdom is here. Repent and believe the good news. We see this urgency in Mark's gospel expressed in what may be his favorite word. The word immediately. The word immediately appears throughout this gospel. In fact, The Greek word for immediately appears over 40 times in the Gospel of Mark. Over 40 times. It appears 11 times in chapter 1. So in this first chapter, 
we see that word immediately 11 times. So I want to read to you again that last scene from today's passage. And this is the second thing that Jesus says in this gospel. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Now the Gospel of Mark is considered by most biblical scholars to be the earliest of the four Gospels. It was probably written sometime before 70 A.D., Mark is the shortest of the Gospels and is, for the most part, a brief collection of narratives that, as one commentator has written, depict Jesus as being almost constantly active. Jesus doesn't actually talk all that much in Mark's Gospel, less than any of the other Gospels. And perhaps that's even more reason for us to mark Jesus' words here, because he doesn't speak as much. And so what he has to say to us is important. In this gospel, Jesus moves quickly from place to place, and it's reinforced by that favored word of Mark, immediately. As we begin this study of the gospel, and we're chasing after the fast-moving Jesus, I want us to pay close attention to the words that he does share. And today we take a minute to reflect over Jesus' first call in this gospel. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. You've probably heard this point made before. But though it's familiar, it's a powerful one. Because listen to how Jesus meets Simon and Andrew exactly where they are. He says to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. One translation even better illustrates what Jesus is doing here with these early words in Mark's gospel. Come with me. I'll make a new kind of fisherman out of you. I'll show you how to catch men and women instead of perch and bass. They dropped their nets and they followed. Our reading uses that favorite word, immediately they followed. One thing really stuck out to me about Jesus' words here. Jesus speaks to those early disciples in a language and in images that they understand. He talks to them about fishing. But his calling also pulls them out of what they know. Fishing, as you probably know, is a slow game. When you go fishing, you have to be willing to wait. You have to be patient. And yet, these fishermen respond immediately to Jesus' call. What I'm trying to say is this, 
Jesus enters their way of understanding to call them into a new way of understanding. Perhaps we could say it like this. Jesus enters their world to call them out into God's wider world. As I said before, Mark's gospel doesn't have a Christmas story. Mark doesn't give us a nativity scene with a manger and shepherds and magi. But we are in the Christmas tide season of the church. And I think it's fair to say that the good news of Christmas is definitely right here in Jesus' early words in the gospel. God's kingdom is here, Jesus announces. In Jesus, God has entered the world. And in Jesus' first calling of the disciples, Jesus enters their world to call them out to a new way of seeing and understanding. Come with me. I'll make a new kind of fisherman out of you. I'll show you how to catch men and women instead of perch and bass. As we go through this series on Jesus' words in Mark's gospel, the first thing I want to say is that God speaks our language. God speaks our language. Jesus speaks to us in words and images that meet us where we are. And they call us from the inside out. Jesus comes into our world with a lowercase w to invite us to live and move and work in his wider world, in God's world. It's so easy to live in our own world. It's so easy to live in our own created atmosphere and orbit. We get to know our own particular environments well. We know how to live and move and navigate and succeed with all the things that we are in control of in our little worlds. And I'm sure the same was true for Simon and Andrew. They knew the world of fishing well. They knew the world of the Sea of Galilee. They probably knew exactly where the fish liked to feed. They understood the currents of the sea. They probably knew how to read the sky and when to retreat to the land because of brewing storms. I'll never forget being on a deep sea fishing boat off the coast of Costa Rica. I was actually on a mission trip, I guess doing God's work on a deep sea <laughs> diving fishing trip for part of the time. But we were on this boat and the captain of the boat looked up to the sky. At the time, the sky was almost cloudless. But he looked up to the blue sky and he turned to us who were in the boat and said, it's going to start storming in 30 minutes. We need to head back. And I can remember turning to my friend who was on the boat and looking up to the sky and wondering, where is he coming up with this information? And mind you, this was before the time of smartphones that predicted weather patterns for you. 
But in that moment, after he made that weather prediction, he turned the boat around and he took us back to the beach. And when we got back to the beach, we got off the boat and we walked under a shelter. And just as we walked under the shelter, the sky let loose and it began to storm. That captain of that boat knew his world well. He knew the Brazilito Bay in the Pacific Ocean just off the coast of Costa Rica well. He knew the things of his world well. We could probably use a similar image with you in your family life or your work life, your routines. We know our little worlds well. We get to know our own atmospheres and our own orbits. We get to know the things that we can control, the things that we can navigate through. But I think what we see in Mark's gospel in this first chapter is that if we'll let him, Jesus is pretty good at entering our little world and calling us out into the wider world. He says to those first disciples, I know you are great fishermen, but if you come with me, I'll make a new kind of fisherman out of you. My prayer for us as we go through this series together is that we let Jesus' words in Mark's gospel call us out. That we'll mark these words, pray on these words, reflect on these words, receive these words for us, and allow them to call us out to new ways of seeing and understanding and loving the wider world around us. It's so easy for us to place ourselves and our own needs and our own agendas at the center of a small universe where we've gathered our little solar system of planets and moons around us. It's so easy for us to create our own little worlds with everything that we might need. But the truth and the good news of Christmas is that Jesus is constantly entering our world to call us out into the wider one. Come with me. Follow me. Follow me, Jesus says, and I will show you how you can live and move and love within God's wider world. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we trust that you are at work in the world. That's not always easy to see, and we know that's not always easy to believe. And so we ask for eyes and hearts that can see and believe how you're present and active among us. To see and believe and receive how you are constantly coming among us, calling us out, drawing us out to be your disciples in your greater world. And so God, help us as we enter this new year to listen for your voice. Help us to hear and respond to your words of comfort, hope, and calling 
as we seek to enter your wider world, living and moving with the gifts of your mercy, your grace, and your love. It's in the name of Jesus we pray, saying together the prayer that he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 